Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Penn State head football coach James Franklin. James, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Awesome, guys. Good morning. How are you? We're great, doing coach. great. And congratulations on the contract extension. That has mm-hmm. to be yeah, a lot of emotions have to be going through you. What are some of those emotions after you sign that extension? Well, I think the biggest thing for me is it's the security to continue to you know build this thing. It it helps our our coaches know that they have stability. It helps it helps our players and recruiting. Um, I, I think that's the biggest thing you know for us is just the ability to continue to build. You know what we got going here. We got a pretty good thing going right now. So we want to want to keep uh, keep all the momentum in the right direction. As far as building it, what are some of the glaring concerns uh, as you build this? 2017 team well I, I wouldn't know I wouldn't necessarily say it's glaring I think you know we just we just got to continue to make progress and I, and I think we've done that you know obviously you know with the defensive ends that we lost last year we're going to have to replace their production I don't know if we're going to get it from one or two guys I do feel like at almost every position including defensive end from top to bottom we're just in a stronger position right now um, so that's that's probably the thing coming into camp. We knew we were going to have to address that. Most of the other positions, you know, we feel we feel really good about. And um, you know, I think we're that for the first time since I've been here, you know, we have a three deep with a starter that we think we can win in the Big Ten with, with a guy behind them that we feel like um, also has the ability to play in the Big Ten and win in the Big Ten with experience, and then a young, exciting number three you know at every position so you know practices have been really fun to go to i mean you know we're able to practice for two and a half hours at a at a really high competitive level so it's been it's been exciting that's just too long to practice cause i mean two and a half hours come on can we can we just stop at hour and 45 is that okay you, you, you can, but uh, we got a lot of work to do <laughs> hey give me the name of some of those those uh, defensive ends you're gonna have to step up for you this year well, I think, you know, Torrance Brown, you know, is going to be a guy for us who's who's played a lot of football. You know, we're expecting big things out of him. Um, you know, he had the huge sack, you know, against Michigan that everybody remembers. It was a huge play. Um, you look at Ryan Buckholz, who's a sub, you know, Philadelphia suburb kid. Uh, we're expecting him to step up and do big things. Um, you know, we got a young defensive end out of Philadelphia named Shaka Tony, who's a really fast, explosive player that we're excited about him as well. Um, he's a guy who can really, really run out of Imatep uh, charter there in Philadelphia. Sharif is uh, our other starting defensive end um, across from Torrance, who's, uh, who's a George Washington kid in, in Philadelphia, and um, you know, expecting huge things out of him. So there's a number of guys you know, that, that we're really, really excited about and some other developing guys as well. But they're probably the, the main guys with Torrance and uh, Sharif kind of leading the show with the two defensive ends as the starters. 
Gio and Jones with James Franklin across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Not to brag, but I knew you were going to have success because of something that you did very early on. I was working in Pittsburgh when you got the job, and you were in Pittsburgh recruiting, and you called our caller line of our morning show just on a whim, and you pretended to be a regular caller, James from State College, and what it did was announce your presence in the city, uh, show that your personality and everybody was so impressed from the beginning. I said, you know, someone who's willing to do that uh, right off the bat and and sound so personable is going to have a lot of success. And, and you did. How do you keep that same fire in you that you had when you took the program over uh, to now where you have to sustain the success that you've created? Well, I, I think part of it is, you know, you just got to you just got to stay true to who you are and be authentic. I mean, you know, I'm a positive guy. I'm an enthusiastic guy. I, I always have been. You know, I, I, I read a lot of books and study a lot of leadership. I, I haven't seen where negativity has, has, has helped anyone. Um, so that's just kind of who I am. I mean, all the way back, you know, to being a high school quarterback and, and, and captain of, of my high school team, I just, I've just kind of always had that in me. So, um, you know, and then obviously it helps to be back home and, you know, be, uh, you know, you know, be, you know, be the head coach at, at Penn State, one of the most storied programs in, in college football history, with with a tremendous challenge in front of us. And um, you know, again, so far so good. But I think you know, there's just a lot of things falling into place right now. But I got a great staff. I got great players to work with. I'm in a really good place that uh, that I think has a very bright future. Coach, what is what are one of those books that uh, that has helped you amass this positive attitude? Well, what, what I do is every single year I buy a book that I give, uh, you know, the coaches to read on vacation. Now, whether they read it or not, I, I don't know. But my probably my all-time favorite book is Legacy by James Kerr, which is a story about uh, the All Blacks, you know, the uh, mm-hmm. the rugby team, and um, it's it is tremendous. And I bought it for for all the coaches. Then I bought it from the team. Uh, you know our leadership team and then this year i bought a book for everybody which is ego is the enemy um and i i I can't remember the author to be honest with you of that right now but every year i try to buy a book i give it to the coaches to to read on the beach during vacation or whatever it is some read it some don't but uh, (laughs) you know it's it's something i believe in do you give a crap about preseason polls no I mean, yeah, I mean, everybody, no. excited. everybody's excited, but you know, I mean, you know, look at our preseason poll last year. I mean, obviously it didn't mean anything and you know, it's, I know it's great for the fans. I know it's great for the media and gives people something to talk about, but at the end of the day, all that matters is, is how you play each week and how you prepare and how you execute, you know, so that, you know, we focus on the things that we can control that that's not one of them. Um, you know, and I think that's one of the things that I think we've done a pretty good job of is, hey, you know, let's not, it's not like I'm saying we've stuck our head in the sand and we're not aware of what's going on out there. You know, our guys have earned this, you know, they've earned, you know, the fact that people are talking about them and saying good things. That's wonderful. But, you know, that, that was last year. And, uh, you know, we need to focus on you know, what we're going to do this year and how we're going to build it, not take one thing for granted and, you know, have an attention to detail, and and then uh, you know, the the one thing you do take with you is the confidence from the experience that we had last year. So that's good. We just can't be overcome. Coach, uh, speaking of last year, you dealt with a lot of attrition. It seems like, especially that Pittsburgh game, and definitely going to that Michigan game, you were pulling linebackers off the street. Uh, 
is this a testament to the fact you were able to overcome that, get to a Big Ten championship game, ultimately win that Big Ten championship game, testament to your strength and conditioning staff and that training staff? Yeah, and, and, and our kids. I mean, I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, literally, we're playing the Michigan game, and we had a fifth-team Mike linebacker on the field who had never taken a rep um, with the varsity or in a game, um, you know, playing on the field. And, you know, that was the situation. I remember being on the headset talking to the defense coordinator. He's like, well, do I put, do I put the 16 the Mike linebacker on the field or do I put our starting wheel linebacker who's never played Mike linebacker ever at, at Mike? You know, so that was the discussion that we were going through. But, you know, that's why I'm so proud of this team last year is they just persevered. You know, there wasn't one thing that was going to, that was going to stop us or set us back, and we were going to stay positive and kind of grind through all these things, and we just kept getting better. And that's probably the thing that I'm most proud of as a coach over my college career, my entire college you know, career as a head coach, not just here at Penn State, is, is if you look at us, that, that's what we did. We got better each year as the season went on. Um, and, you know, and I think that's a very, very important trademark for any, any, any real good football team. What do you think your greatest asset in recruiting is? Um, you know, I think the biggest thing is, is just being able to relate to a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds. Um, you know, I'm comfortable being, you know, in the inner city in a, in a, in a, you know, fairly tough environment that some people would be intimidated by. And, you know, I never have been. And then the next day I can be out in a very rural area in the middle of the country, um, you know, in that setting and be very comfortable. I can be in a, in a home where the family has a lot of money. I can be in a home where a family doesn't have much money. Um, and I'm, and I'm really comfortable in all those different environments. And, and then, you know, I, I think I'm somebody that can really kind of relate and, and empathize with a lot of different people's backgrounds. So, um, you know, I, I think that's the biggest thing, connecting with people, um, you know, showing people how much we care. And, and I think the other thing is, is, you know, I, I, I would, some people describe me as a young coach, but I, you know, I, I think I have an old school mentality. You know, I, I believe, you know, there's a lot of debate about this, but I truly believe in the student athlete model and what, you know, what coming to college and getting an education can do. Everybody talks about the NFL and, and I get it. That should be a goal of the guys we're recruiting, but this is so much bigger than that. So, um, you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm a true believer. Well, I, I believe in it as well, as long as they allow them to control their likeness. But uh, I like what you said about being able to go from into in different environments and connecting with people. Gee, it's like, you know, me and Dr. Edwards in Bugatti Casino. Yeah, right. yeah you know, you got to be. Duality of man. Yes, the say. duality of man, is, <laughs> as I like to say. Coach, there's a new sideline rule. If coaches come off the sideline, they're onto the playing field and they're barking at officials. Uh, there's not going to be a warning. They're going to throw an unsportsmanlike flag on you do you think that will be applied hmm, objectively yeah i think so i don't think you're going to see it a whole lot it that you know that i would say probably happens a small percentage of the time anyway because really what they're talking about is not coaches coming out like you know yelling and stuff like that it's 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 the times where the coach comes out in the field and questions the official and tries to make the official look bad um that that's what they're trying to get rid of. And that doesn't happen very often. It has happens probably, I would say maybe, you know, probably less than 5% of the time. 
And um, I, I don't think you're going to see it much. I think I think this is going to you know have an effect. I think coaches are going to stay on the sideline, and they're still going to be emotional. But we just you know you don't want to put the officials in a position where you're you know making them look bad. They got a tough job to do as it is. You had back-to-back seven and six seasons. You had the start last year where you you lost to Pitt before winning nine straight games. After that Pitt loss, and people were annoyed because of that rivalry that was reborn, and you're not supposed to lose that game and all of that stuff. And your first two years, uh, did your confidence take a hit at all? No, you know, I I think you guys, you know, a lot of people forget, you know. I, I, my first job was at Vanderbilt, and they had had one winning season in 30 years before I showed up. They had gone two and ten two years in a row before I showed up. It was a tough situation, you know, in a fairly good conference, the SEC. And you know, we walked in there and and we were able to win nine games our last two years in a row there and, and get that thing turned around. And then, you know, people forget we walked into a pretty tough situation here with the sanctions and the lack of scholarships and all those types of things. So. Um, I felt like we had a really good plan and we had a really good model and we just needed time to work the model. But I think that's also why, you know, when I got the job, I signed a six year scholar, I signed a six year contract because everybody said, look, you know, this, you got work to do and this is going to take some time. So I never felt like that. You know, I think fans and media were talking about those things, but I never really felt that way. Um, I saw the progress we were making, you know, it needed to transform into wins on the field. I get that. But I, I never really kind of felt that way. I felt like we were heading in the right direction. I think if you list out all the all the challenges that we had here and you put them on paper, all the sanctions, the lack of scholarships, sixty million dollar fine, all those types of things, you know, it it it, it it's fairly um, it's fairly amazing that that you know we we had twelve straight winning seasons. We're I think we're only only like five programs in the country that have never had a losing season over the last 12 years. And that's with the challenges that we had. So I would make the argument our, our best two years coaching were the first two years when we went seven and six. Coach, when you don't get what you want, you get experience. You didn't get a victory in that just epic Rose Bowl. Uh, what did you learn from that defeat to USC? Well, I, I learned this. I went all over the country, you know, speaking to booster groups and doing media events. And everybody I saw kept coming up to me saying, Coach, that was the best Rose Bowl game I've ever seen hmm. in my life. I said it wasn't that darn good. It could have been better. <laughs> you know, um, but, you know, I, I do think the way that game ended, you know, showed the country that, that, you know, Penn State is now back part of the national conversation and we can we can play with anybody, you know. Um, and, and I think our players tasted enough of that success that they want more of it. But, the you know, the season ended on a negative note and, and – you know they want to they want to you know make sure that the season ends differently this year. And let's be honest, you know in college football there's only one team at the end of the season that's happy that that's happy and that's the mm-hmm. national championship team. So you know for us, um, you know we've had a great off season and I do think you know the Big Ten championship and our success last year and then having the opportunity to go play in the Rose Bowl was was great. But you know I, I think our guys want more. All right, now for Penn State to be already all the way back, I need for them to get Alabama back on the schedule because I grew up watching Alabama, Penn State, and Penn State and Pitt. So you got Pitt. Can we get Alabama back on the schedule? Well, I think what will happen is if we'll we'll win enough games, we'll eventually have those team um, 
you know, we'll play one of those teams. Now, whether it's necessarily on the schedule or not, you know, I, I don't know. But I think if we win enough games, we'll play the type of people that you want us to play. How about that? <laughs> no, no, I'm just talking from a nostalgic standpoint. That was always great each and every year watching Bama and Penn State take on each, each other. Each and every year. Each you year, know, man. They played Alabama. You don't remember you those? You want to go check your history, brother. <laughs> Back, they, they used to play them growing up. When I was growing up, they were playing them all the time. Seemed I, like I'd be interested. Po- post it on your website. Post it on Twitter. Go back and check this, and let let's see. He said Alabama and Penn State played every year. P- please go back and check that. Let's. I, 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 I want to see. How no, let's not. Let's not. Brian's one hundred and three years old, James. So <laughs> got to remember what he remembers growing up may be different than you. Thank <laughs> hey. Coach, thanks for the time thanks, this morning. Coach. Congratulations again on your contract extension. Best of luck in 2017. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a great day. You got it. You too. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.